Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Is LSU looking good in recruiting? Adam Adam on YouTube says Denver Harris is in town. Let's go. Yes, he did meet with Brian Kelly here today. You might want to subscribe to the AYS message board, AYSSnetwork.com. Um we put some tidbits in there this morning, uh, kind of gave, gave you a little bit of a rundown there of what was going on earlier this morning uh, and then this afternoon. Also, uh, Javian Taviano commits tomorrow midday at 12 o'clock. We'll be covering that all day long, or I say all day long, but we, we'll be covering his commitment tomorrow. So it could be a big day, big week, big weekend for LSU in recruiting as Xavier Hill, another backup offensive lineman, has gone into the transfer portal. You know, I made a tweet today. 16, 16 players from LSU's 2020 class is either playing for another team or has already entered the transfer portal or is in the transfer portal. That class ended number four. So, look, I, let me let me just say this. We freak out about recruiting so much, but now with the portal, you can have 16 guys that are in your class right now not finish the rest of, of their career. B.J. Ojolari was a part of that class. He's entering the draft, and the mainstay of that entire class was Kayshawn Bouti. He's really the only star, I guess you could say, that was in that recruiting class that's going to be here, as you know, Eric Gilbert's moved on, Eli Ricks has moved on, so many other things. And in today's society, man, in today's game, a lot of times you're just going to have to, quite honestly, um, you know, like we can freak out, we can get good players, and, you know, things can change under Brian Kelly, and I'm sure that they will change under Brian Kelly. But nevertheless, I, I mean, it's a big deal. I'll bring... 
Uh, I'll bring the tweet up right quick, guys. I, I can do that right quick, I think. <laughs> Pooh showed me the other day. Hopefully, I don't screw this up. I think, was it Control Plus? Control Plus. Let me put the comp. Let me put that down. <laughs> uh, but this is what I was referring to. 16 players from LSU's 2020 class have either transferred and are playing for another team are now in the transfer portal. That class finished fourth in the country last year or in that year. So, look, we're going to talk about it. I think the LSU shapes up well for a lot of these guys. Denver Harris, we know that's who's on campus or was on campus. He'll be leaving here shortly. Uh, and then JV and Taviano. So LSU replenishing themselves, and LSU is going to have a big weekend. Another guy nobody's talking about uh, is uh, uh, safety out of Mississippi, Isaac Smith, that I think LSU could sit good for. So we got a lot to talk about in reference to recruiting, but that's not all uh, we're going to get into here tonight. I will get into Rafino's rants. <sighs> I don't know if y'all saw this, but Arizona and Sean Miller got some of their things back today in reference to the IARP. If you don't remember what the IARP is, it was the investigative investigative unit that investigated all of the basketball scandals. Sean Miller uh, was not hit with anything, but but here's the big thing: his assistant coaches were one assistant coach got a ten year show cause. Um, and a lot of the things that he was doing is a lot of the same things that they blamed Will Wade for doing. Ugh. Uh, the, guys, let's just be let's just be clear. Look, I I don't care what happens to Will Wade. Like like seriously, at this point, if he doesn't, if nothing happens to Will Wade, sounds great. If something does happen to Will Wade and he gets a show calls, sounds great. Let's move on from Will Wade at this exact moment. It's the Matt McMahon show now. All I care about at this exact moment is that these schools aren't getting hit, right? Like, the only thing I care about is LSU. I hope, you know, whatever's going to happen to Will happens to Will. At this point, I don't care anymore. All I care about is LSU. So if you're going to listen to this Rafino's rants and you say Blake hates this guy, Blake hates that, this, you know, and so many people put so many fucking word, uh, things in my mouth, pause, but words in my mouth that I never say. By the way, if you're in the chat and nothing comes out of my mouth and you start shit, I just want to let you know that I'm going to confront you about it. Don't start shit when no shit's there. You know who you are. But bottom line, because I haven't said shit about anybody or anything. But bottom line is, I want to dive in a little bit into this IARP. Memphis Spence was the one that broke it on this show uh, about, you know, he came on the week before the Will Wade actually got fired. Uh, he said that he he heard that LSU was going to be getting that notice of allegations. Um, well, really, he, he I think he said it on a Tuesday. And then the, what was it, Zach? That Saturday, I think. That Saturday or Sunday, LSU got the notice of allegations. He's really, really, really big into college basketball. He's got a lot of sourcing. Uh, I'll touch a little bit with that on him. We, we might start off the show with that as Memphis Spins just join, does join us here uh, at 7.30 tonight. Uh, I announced this last night. We're giving – well, we're not giving away. <laughs> Our good friends over at Playpool are giving away $1,000 for college football uh, bowl pick em. I will give some picks here tonight. And we'll talk about LSU bowl practice as well and around your SEC. So we got a lot that we got to get into on this Wednesday night. But before we do that, let's get to these comments. That's a lot, man. It's a lot. 
We might go a little bit longer than we normally do. Um, but we do have the Golden Boot Pod, I, I believe. Pooh Bear uh, just mentioned it. Um, says that was the Saturday before the Golden Boot Pod's first episode. What an anniversary. There you go. Yeah, we're coming up. Hey, listen, we're, we're getting close. We're getting close. I mean, it was the end of, you know, last year. So, uh, the official, uh, the official college football chatter on YouTube says, hashtag ask Blake, do we have news on Jane participating in bull prep? More likely he returns. <sighs> All right, guys, should I just go ahead and say, <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, you already know. I mean, he, yes. I mean, he, he is participating. Let me, let me, let me clarify by participating. You know, LSU posted a video, so I'll, I'll put this on LSU. I'm not going to tell you what I know, but LSU posted a video of him and uh, Brian Kelly talking. He was taking a knee and full pads right next to him. A guy going into the NFL draft, in my opinion, probably wouldn't be doing that. Right? I, I mean, it's really difficult for me to see Jane Daniels participating in bowl prep and him not going to the draft. Or like like if he was going to the draft, I really do believe that he'd be there. And now, has he just not made a decision yet? You know, like, guys, can I, I forgot to ask, can we pull up this Mel Kuyper? I, I retweeted it. Uh, y'all can go down my page. Mel Kuyper did come out with the QB big board again today. It was his 2.0 big board. If we can find that, it's uh, I, I want to bring that up to start the show off after the break. Um, I think Jaden was eighth. So it, it's just going to, um, you know, it, it's just going to de determine, um, it's just going to determine what he decides. Jerry Zimmerman says Harris and Ricks at corner with Taviano at safety would be fire AF. Well, if I'm not mistaken, and, you know, I, I don't know if I'm breaking any news here or not. I think that they are, and, and look, Taviano can, play safety and I think that he ultimately will at LSU but I mean they're recruiting him at corner right like they're recruiting him at corner so I, I think that they're going to give him a chance at a lot of different things I think they're going to give him a chance to do pretty much whatever he wants to do uh Barry Contra Granger says ask Blake how are teams supposed to build any type of depth these days it's impossible well, I, well, let me say this. It, you know, it's not been really impossible for Georgia. Hasn't necessarily been impossible for Alabama. I mean, guys, you're going to have, yeah, I think what, we have eight of guys that were on the roster this year, eight guys, eight players in the portal. I mean, you're probably going to add, I would assume, 35 new players, and you could add more. I mean, look, if you if these kids want to play, um, here it is. Okay. Then they want to play. Here's the here's the big boy. Pooh, can we just hold on to that right quick? Let's hold on to it. I'll I'll mention it right at the break. I'll mention it right at the break. So you can do it. And look, you losing eight to ten guys that aren't contributors, and you know, like doesn't bother me none. Uh Andrew Martin says JD does have until January 16th to declare or return. He does. But, Andrew, I, I mean, I, and listen, I could be wrong here. I could be dead wrong. I, and I might be dead wrong. I don't know what the young man's going to do. 
why wait until January the 16th? Like you're playing, he, he probably won't play in the bowl game. He's injured. Why risk going out there and getting hurt more if you're not coming back to LSU? It's all that, I, all that I'm saying. You know, like it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now, I will tell you this. We'll talk about this tonight too. There's a little bit of a QB battle going on right now between Nuss and, and old Walker, wasn't it? Old Walker's out there ripping that bit. Shit. So, hey, look, so was Garrett. So was Garrett. Garrett was out there ripping it too, man. Hey, man, iron sharpening iron on all three levels, including Daniels. Include, and, and listen, if I'm Jaden or if I'm in Jane's camp, I'm like, listen, Big Daddy, you better make, you better make a decision. You got two young Brahma bulls coming out behind you. No pause. <laughs> I, why do I, I Pooh, can we get past the pause if I just say something bad? You know, like if it's, if it's, how about this? If it's a level five or below pause, let's just not do the pause. But if it's anything five and above, hit me with the pause. Okay? No, don't give me the hell no. Okay? Because two thirds of this show is me saying pause. Okay? Uh, yeah, Zach's with us. I just can't, I can't really see him because there's a glare coming off the side of his head with that Dr. Strange haircut. Look, look at him. Bam! <laughs> uh, England senior Danny or Danny England senior says Daniel's going to transfer. No, he's not. No, he's not. But it wouldn't, you know, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I mean, what is it? JT, da JT Daniels. Hey, I think this will be what, guys? The fourth school he's played for. So let's go down it. USC, Georgia. West, or so this will be fourth. West Virginia, and then this will be his fourth team. Call him Van Helsing or whatever that dude's name was. You know what I mean? All right, let's get this thing rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those Facebook groups. Listen, there's so many of you listening to us live on Facebook Hit the Facebook groups. Hit your own social media pages. We greatly appreciate you doing that. If you're listening to me, listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. Only 300 away from 5K. Get us to 5K on YouTube. We appreciate you doing that. If you're listening to us anywhere you listen to podcasts, XM Radio, TuneIn app, we appreciate you doing that as well. Rate, review, and subscribe. Let's pay our first bill around this thing. Talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. I'm putting in a parlay this weekend, Pooh. I think I'm going to do a seven-leg parlay. I'm ready to risk it all. I'm ready to risk it all. Like Pokemon. Got that catch on, all. <laughs> I'm ready to risk everything. $5 seven-leg parlay. place I'm doing that is betonline.ag. We talk about them next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off 
welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Full Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafina. Sit you on by. If Denver Harris... um. Let me pause that. Let's get. To, well, I'll get back. To, I'll get back to that in a minute. I'll get back to that in a minute. I let me let me just confirm something. Uh, Jerry Zimmerman says, "How y'all think the Tigers baseball fares against SC competition? Tennessee is going to be really good again, like really, really, really good again. Um, I think Vanderbilt still got some guys that can play. I think Florida is going to be pretty damn strong. Um, there's going to be a lot of really good teams in the SEC West." Uh, our SEC and just in general, I think Arkansas is going to be pretty pretty talented. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Buck on Facebook says, Walker Howard going to be the next Joe Burrow watch. Well, let me just say this. Um, let me just say this. I, um, I'm not going to compare another human being to Joe Burrow until they get to 60, 60 total touchdowns at LSU. You know, or, or really just in general, really just in general, um, in the SEC, right? Like, guys, Joe Burrow had 65 total touchdowns while playing in the SEC. Like, I, look, I don't mean this in a wrong way. I played in the Southland Conference. Lindsey Scott doing it is unbelievable. Having 60 touchdowns anywhere in any division is unreal. However... It's different when you do it in the SEC. Like, let's be real, dog. <laughs> let's be real. Okay. Like, it, it, again, I love Lindsey Scott. I hate that he's at – or I hate that he played at Lamar. Wish he would have been at Southeastern. Think Southeastern could have gone deeper in the playoff. My alma mater. I, I think they could have gone deeper in the playoff probably with Lindsey Scott. Nevertheless, I, it, it, it's a different. What did I say, Lamar? I mean, incarnate word. I always say Lamar, dude. Every single, bro, every single time. Every single time, but correct, incarnate word. Pooh had to correct me. Uh, last one, then we'll get rolling. BGS Goat on Facebook, on YouTube says, Ask Blake, what are the odds for us to flip the tight end KP Pimp Pimpton, uh, the commitment at Vandy? You know, this is interesting. I, I, I do wonder... Um, I, I do wonder to some extent if LSU would take three tight ends. Like if you're going to take three tight ends in this class, why wouldn't you take one from the portal to get that has more experience? Um, I'm not saying LSU won't flip him. I think that there's a reason that they brought him in, but I also will tell you this now. Vanderbilt is doing is doing some things and you can laugh at that all you want to but when when 
Clark Lee and Vanderbilt have to go all in for Pimpton, you, you know, like he might be a main focus. With that being said, I, I'm just going to subscribe to LSU not getting three tight ends in this class. I don't think I, I'm not saying that they won't because it could happen. You know, and LSU might want to do that, but it just, you know, I, I want to see a team, I want to see a team like LSU get three tight ends in one class when there's not a limit before I start saying, well, if you have a need, you just attack that need until you fill it, right? So, you know, spare me, spare me. Buck says he's going to break that watch. Buck. Let, let's make a let's make a bet. Let's make a bet, Buck. If Walker Howard, if Walker Howard breaks the sixty-five total touchdown mark in one season and wins a Heisman, more than sixty-five touchdowns in a year, and wins a Heisman, I'll, I'll put five hundo on it. <laughs> let's make that bet. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm not saying he can't do it. Uh, Christopher Jernigan says, my wife loves tight ends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. If you missed it today, the IAR or NCAA, Arizona, whoever you want to say made this statement, but the IARP, who was the investigative unit for the NCAA, came out with their findings and their conclusion for Arizona, well, not really Arizona basketball, but for head for their former head coach Sean Miller and his assistants. I, I I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time here, but look, Sean Miller, and if I'm not mistaken, it was Sean Miller. I mean, I because I you know you know how I am with names. I mean you you know I already said Lamar, but Sean Miller, who's the former Arizona basketball coach. Um, was under the investigation. He was on the wiretap with Will Wade. He was a part of the investigation. And he was pretty much cleared of any wrongdoing. Now, the NCAA did not have anything on him or the IARP, anything on him in reference to transactions, him giving money to players. The only thing that he had or they had on him was them, was really Sean Miller telling somebody, and I forget the gentleman's name, and an FBI wiretap that, well, Will Wade's paying everybody. Paid Nas Reed, paid the kid in Baton Rouge, I think was the exact quote. But his assistants were the ones doing it. Now, there's a lot of correlation. Or I, I shouldn't say a lot of correlation. There is some correlation with what Will Wade was accused of doing and what Arizona uh, assistants were accused of doing. One of them got a 10-year show cause. My, my point in all this is being this. At this, at this point, when all of these things come out, uh, uh, Chris, uh, Christian Dawkins, that's it. When all of these things come out, I, I really don't care the outcomes anymore for the other teams. Like, I, I, I'm so past all of this. I'm so done with all this. The only thing that I care about at this point, it's not, and I don't mean this in a wrong way. It's not like I'm not trying to bash on Will Wade or anything like that. I just don't give a shit about what happens with Will Wade at the current moment when it refer when it's in the same breath and the same relation and the same things going on when it relates to LSU. 
So you don't want to hit Arizona. You don't want to hit Memphis. You don't want to hit Louisville, who is literally throwing bags of money at hookers. And they they found, you know, I, I read a police report about the, the Rick Patino stuff in Louisville. They found cocaine in the middle of a dorm room and a hooker that was completely nude. I, you don't want to do anything with Louisville. But yet you, you know. I'm just throwing this out there, not in really in the defense of Will Wade, but you literally want to go out here and Will Wade and give him a 10-year show call, that's fine with me. I really don't care at this point. Just what are you going to do with LSU? There's no appeal process. You know, the last time I checked, we lived in a democracy, not a dictatorship. So I should be able to appeal something that you say about me. The FBI wiretap him saying a strong-ass offer, with all due respect, Pooh Bear. I'm going to give you a strong-ass offer not to go anywhere else on any other podcast at all times. <laughs> what does that strong-ass offer mean? Again, I don't care. But I will promise you this. As God is my witness, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. If, if they come down on LSU, Mark Emmert's in trouble. Because I will, I will get, I will pay for a Greyhound busload to send our happy asses, our Cajun asses, up to Indianapolis, and we will peacefully protest outside the NCAA building. You got cocaine and hookers. You got Sean Miller on the FBI wiretap. I'm not going to say this because our next guest, but I'll just say it. You know I ain't going to hold my tongue. What was Penny doing? I mean... What was Penny doing? So all I'm going to say is you better be, you better chill out. The IARP dog, this, you even make a name that, that remotely sounds like AARP, which y'all's old ass is up there. Mark Emmert. I'm just letting you know, dog. I'm just letting you know. (laughs) If you didn't know, now, you know. I will, I will absolutely show my ever-living Italian ass all over Indianapolis. It will be so big that Jeff Saturday won't be able to block me out of Indianapolis. Peyton Manning's big-ass forehead, Paul's, won't be able to block me from getting into Indianapolis. Shout-out to Peyton. Got his signed jersey right here. Shout-out to my dad for buying that thing, too. <laughs> Just letting you know. All right, we got a couple minutes. Just, you know, just need to get that off my chest. Just need to get that off my chest. But Chad says, I'll have my ass on that, bud, with you, Blake. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Andrew Paulsub says, the, the hookers and cocaine guy should have just recruited for Louisville instead of playing the lottery. That's true. That's true. Bro, they legitimately have a police report and people legitimately went to Louisville PD who assisted and they did a public records request and they, listen to this. Listen how crazy this is. They named the plaintiffs Hooker 1, Hooker 2, Hooker 3, Hooker 4, Hooker 5, all the way down to 27. Dog, I don't know where y'all from. How in the hell you... I ain't seen 27 hookers in my life, much less one of them being in one dorm room. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I'm, I'm just saying. I ain't seen 27 hookers in my life. How do you get all of them? You know who we can ask? 
Our buddy Hugh Freeze, he would know. <laughs> Hugh, Matt, Hugh's still mad at me. Pooh, by the way, I did get another DM. <laughs> Just going. I ain't getting into all that. I don't want this show to get burned down. Whew, anyway, all right. Last thing, we'll get to some football. Ant Marshall said Sean Miller had one level one violation. His assistant got a ten year or ten year and a two year show calls. So I get the outrage, but Miller doesn't compare to Wade. Did Wade is closer to book Richardson than Miller? I agree. And and that's exactly I agree with Ant. That's exactly what I was saying. Okay. So, listen, you want to talk a little football, let's do this. I I do think it's about to be a massive uh, day or or massive week to close out the week Um, for LSU. Look, Denver Harris, obviously we know, was at LSU today. I I feel pretty good on it. I mean, if they're going to take him, we'll know very quickly. But don't panic if it goes into next week. Like, don't panic. Because you do have a massive weekend coming up. You have guys like Desmond Ricks that will be in town. Don't Just don't panic. But, but, I will tell you this. LSU has to do whatever they got to do to get DBU back. You're hurting that corner. Now, let me ask you this. I, I, I have faith that if Brian Kelly did meet with Denver Harris today and things went smoothly, if things went smoothly with the former Texas A&M DB, I trust him to make the right decision. I will back his decision. I just hope that you're able to capitalize on other DBs. Now, Javion Taviano is another guy that will be committing tomorrow. Five-star DB out of Texas. There's a lot of things. So let me tell you before we get to Memphis, we got one, we got one minute here. But let me tell you what I, I, I've done all day. And I'll share this a little bit. But I do, I do ask you to go to the premium message board, okay? AYSSnetwork.com wrote it all in there. Um, it would, it would, it would absolutely shock me if if Taviano didn't, you know, it, like I just feel really good about it. Let me just say it like that. For the more intricate details, more intricate details, I, I think you need to go and subscribe. Okay. The point being behind all this is that now that LSU's out back at bowl practice. I'm going to bring this up because Pooh, Pooh's got it ready. Pooh, this is the only thing, like, if you're Jane Daniels, can you bring that up, the, the, the Mel Kuyper thing? So this was Mel Kuyper's big board for quarterbacks. Will Levis, he, Mel's just getting paid by an agent to put Will Levis at one here. That, that, that's the dookiest thing I've ever heard. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, which I was told C.J. Stroud's going to be down that list. He had, he had there's apparently an issue. Uh, Anthony Richardson at Florida. How you got Anthony Richardson above Hendon Hooker surprises the ever-living dog manure out of me. Hendon Hooker, Jaden or Jaron Hall, who? Uh, Jake Heener, who? And then you got Jaden Daniels at eight. I'm just gonna tell. I'm just gonna say this. If I'm Brian Kelly and you get a guy like Denver Harris, you get Desmond Ricks, Taviano, and you're replenishing your team out of. At a, literally a five-star level, hey, Jaden, brother, like, listen, let's run this thing back, right? Let's, <laughs> hey, I'd be, at, I'd be at his apartment at 3 o'clock in the morning. Say, big dog, it's time to run this thing back. Hashtag that sucker. Run it back. You want to get back to greatness. You want to get back to glory. You want to get back to LSU just walking out of bed and having a nine-win season, 
You got to get it. I'm telling you, man, you got to get him back. You can hate me for it. You can say Garrett's better. We're going to have that debate all offseason. But I will promise you right now, you got to get him back. You got to get him back in the sense of this. You got to have the three guys battle. Let the best man win. Because it doesn't matter if Walker Howard or Garrett Nussmeyer starts. Jane Daniels is going to play with if either, even if one of those two guys starts. Because you can't take away what he does with his legs. Just telling you. All right, let's get to Memphis Pence. I, I went over a little bit. I want to ask him right out uh, the gate. He did break the Will Wade news on our show so many, you know, so many months ago. I want to get his quick take, then we'll get into football. Uh, but let's talk about our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, the DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. 59 seconds. We're back. Memphis Pence next. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vicnair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. We're back. I don't know how much you heard, but I apologize if you, your wife and kids or anybody did. Because, listen, Memphis. I thought this was a family show, Blake. I th- I- <laughs> as soon as we went to Sirius and tune in, you know this. I mean, they told me, have at it. Hey, when my rant about LSU beating Alabama got over 100,000 listens, they were like, okay. Well, they called me. It's like, hey, you can't say the F-bomb. You said 27 F-bombs in five seconds. And then when it hit the 100,000. Well, when they when they when it hit the hundred thousand mark, they were like, "Never mind, <laughs> we'll put you on the other side of it." <laughs> they were like, "We'll pay for that." We'll yeah, we'll pay, pay we'll pay, pay we'll pay for that. <laughs> All right, Memphis, I got to ask you. I want I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Yeah, but Sean Miller, everything came out today with Arizona. Number one, do you think it was fair? And then number two, is, is this thing with Will Wade and LSU about to wrap up? Now you broke the news on this show. Uh, about a week before Will Wade got fired, it, yeah. it, is it about to you know round up here? Like, could we expect something? It, it should. Um, it should be. It should be. Uh, you know, wrapping up here pretty soon. There were six cases by the a- IARP, and remember, I said the IARP. It, they're taking too long. It reminded me of the AARP, <laughs> you know, and they were just taking too long. You know, they, they had some old folks on it. You know, they're taking too long with their investigations. But most of the investigations they took on were in 2020, 2021, and here it is. You know, December 2022, and they're still trying to wrap up. Here's some information, though. This whole process has been such a failure that they're disbanding this whole process after they wrap up these six cases. Think about that. They, they, they were like, you know, this isn't really, this isn't working the way we want it to. Um, let's not do this anymore. 
But, you know, let's let's going out the door. Um, I think I don't think they were getting the convictions they wanted because the cases were kind of complex. The the ones that they were looking at, except for Louisville's, which I can't you know, throw the book at them. I, um, I you know, to- <laughs> there was twenty seven plaintiffs, and, yes. and, and they all had Hooker in their name, and I'm not talking Hendon. Right, right. So you know, they were kind of. Uh, Louisville situation, I, I can tell you this. When I used to cover, I, I, the last time I covered Louisville was when I lived up there and Charlie Strong was still there, right? This is before. Oh, okay. Texas. Okay. And Teddy Two Gloves, baby. The Teddy Two Gloves. <laughs> yeah. Right. And um, the uh, that media cycle, that media market, and what was going on at that university at that time was – a, a 30 for 30 episode. <laughs> I, I, I kid you not, the, 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 the dirt that was being slinged, the, the whole, um, you know, the, the Adidas stuff that was Tom Jurich in and of itself. He was mm. a mobster. Mm. Uh, no, literally, he's kind of a mobster. Um, there, the, that entire segment of Louisville history is, is a, really a 30 for 30, and I hope somebody does it because I can't, I can't wait till they get to some of the other details about, you know, what was going on in said locker rooms. You were, you were dropping some knowledge. I was like, where's Blake getting that? I Blake knows. Blake well, knows I mean, one of, one of my, one of my football, one of my, uh, let me just say a guy I played collegiate football with was on that staff. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, gotcha. Gotcha. a GA, but never, nevertheless. And he called me. It's like, bro, they, they're bringing. It's wild. They, 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 they called it so the kids on campus called it the Rick James train because they were bringing out plaintiffs one by one. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I, I can't, I can't argue with it because it's like it, it was so, it was so wild, and I was just like, I can't believe this is all because it's like a lot of the media there, and if you really want some really good stories, holler at Pat Forty. Um, it, a lot of the media there at the time, we kind of knew some of the things that were going on, but we kind of, it was one of those things, well, if we ask, we won't get credential because Tom Juris don't play that. And, you know, I was just like, this is kind of, you know, this feels a little, this feels like censorship and asking certain questions. No, an SID and, censorship in somebody? No. Right. So, but, you know, they're like, there are questions that you can't ask. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, uh, and, and some people would try to, or some people would, you know, go about it, or some people would know things. And you know, for the newer, for the newer media, you're like, the people in the media room, are like, don't ask that, don't ask that, mm. because it was kind of, it was, it was, it was a very, it was, it was a thirty for, it was worthy of a thirty for thirty episode. What was going on in Louisville during those Rick Pitino, those last Rick Pitino years? From the time he got. And a lot of people outside of Louisville didn't know this story. From the time he got uh, caught at Porcini's, um, you know, with that girl, you know, that wasn't his wife, under the table. From that point on, every, it was wild. The because the, the media, outside media, really wanted to cover him at that point because what's this salacious story about Rick Pitino, right? <laughs> Rick Pitino, known person. Why is he Why is he at this Italian restaurant downtown in Louisville under the table? Getting at the, I mean, getting 
right? You're like, what's going? What is how Rick Pitino? Oh my god! What? I mean, it's just like, ah. and, and you know, it was, and and the, and the thing was, there are so many people protecting him at the time. We were like, wait a minute, this feels mobbish, you know? I mean, this story—you're not going to get this story out. This so an Italian man in an Italian restaurant was under a table, getting, 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 getting some, getting it, getting it. <laughs> and I was just like, man, I can't. That you can't make this stuff up. You can't. And I was just like, man, this is this Rick Pitino. And the the fact that it didn't hit national news, I was like, oh, oh, every, everybody, we're not we're not telling anybody about this. What's going on? We can't, <laughs> oh, we can't oh my what's, god. Uh, what's going on? So, but if you if you start looking back at the stuff, that's kind of where stuff started. And then he was forgiven, or I think the 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 media quote unquote forgave him. Because he filed some sort of, he filed a harassment charge and a um, said that the woman that he got caught with was trying to extort him, and all of a sudden the story went away. But from that point on, things were going on then that we were kind of like, what's what is? But from that point on to the breaking cardinal rules, thirty for thirty, no doubt. And I, I, if 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 the AARP if their job was to do one thing, it was to just throw the book at Louisville for this. And I don't even know if they did that. I mean, it's kind of, it's, uh, it's kind of lackluster as to what the job that this, 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 this committee's done. Um, and if they're not hitting Arizona, cause Arizona, I'll be fair. Memphis and Arizona have been in, we, we've been in trouble before. We're not, we're not new to this. Um, and so we have these attorneys that are boosters, both schools, that really just work on stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And so it may not be, which is probably how it got to the IARP anyway, um, because that's what, with James Wiseman and everything else, that's how we, that's why we went to court there in Memphis and, you know, got got a, a, a stay for him so he can play. You know, we were like, okay, they're not going to do anything. We're going to get a stay so he can play and, um, you know, uh, play the games out. Uh, until, you know, we decide to take him off the court. So there was a and, – and the Wiseman thing was kind of complicated anyway because when that payment went down, neither of them were at Memphis. They were both at high school, and there wasn't really – there was a question of jurisdiction from beginning. Mm -hmm. So um, Tubby Smith was actually coaching at the time, you know, that was that he payment at, was given. Was he in the Big Ten or was he still at Kentucky? No, he went at Kentucky at that time. No, he? no, Tommy Smith was at Memphis. Oh, okay, when, okay, okay. When the Wiseman payment was oh, given. Oh, yeah, 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 Tom, yeah. Penny was still coaching high school and right. Wiseman was playing for him. He wanted to move him down from Nashville to Memphis. That's right. And there, there's still, a, there's a story behind that, honestly. And, I mean, it's public record that Wiseman's mom went through a divorce um, but it was kind of, there was a reason and why then they why paid Penny back or something like that. Like when they moved, well, she was supposed to and didn't basically, wow. uh, well, she was working for, when she first got to Memphis, she was working for this barbecue joint. Um, and she did, I mean, you know, it's 11 grand. She didn't really have the funds right up. Um, and figured that, you know, I'll get you back later. And he's, he doesn't need the money. Mm -hmm. You know, he was just trying to get Wiseman closer to him. Uh, for his AAU team and get him to play, you know, there in, in Memphis city schools from Nashville. Um, but I, I have, I, one of, 
Wiseman's coaches in Nashville is a friend of mine, and that's kind of why I know the backstory on why they moved and the divorce wasn't something that he probably should have been around anyway. Let's put it like that. So um, there was a backstory. I think Penny was trying to do the right thing. Like, hey, can, you know, move this family out of a bad situation? Sure, here's, you know, money for the moving truck and everything else. Come play high school down here in Memphis. And then all of a sudden, two years later, well, one year later, they get rid of Tubby and he becomes, you know, the head coach at Memphis. And then the following year after that is when Wiseman showed up. So the whole thing happened while they were in high school. It originally got cleared and then they were like, wait a minute, you know, did they do this on purpose? And that became the the kind of fuel for the whole thing. But it was a jurisdiction question from the beginning that the NCAA didn't really have. Will Wade, if he didn't use his personal bank account to pay, to, I I still that that's the one thing that I was like it, when that hit, I was like, oh man, how do you get this? That's your bank account. Your and you, your wife's attached to it. And for them to find it, Memphis, they would have had to go and get a warrant and then it, having a subpoena issued to him to testify on on that when the FBI case exactly. went against Christian Dawkins. So, exactly. look, we'll see. I, I hope it. I just hope it wraps up soon because this is this has been a black eye on college basketball for far too long. All right, I do yeah. want to. I do want to hop over to you with football. I, I guess. I, I don't necessarily know where to start because there's so much going on. I guess I could I should ask you how mu- how much do you follow recruiting, and then number two, I guess now how much do you follow it in reference to the portal and where guys go, uh, and what teams they go to. So not as much as I should, right? Mm. Um, I wish I had more time to actually follow that because I think it's interesting. I I kind of knew when we put a portal in place. Um, that this was going to change how college football, you know, what what coaches did with college football. Um, the the early the two things that changed were the early recruiting period when we changed that from just February to putting it here in December, right before Christmas, and the transfer portal. Those are the two big changes that have happened, you know, this 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 century really uh, in college football. But it's changed the landscape because guys can go in. And, and they kind of pushed the, the the period that you can get into the portal up. They kind of shortened it, so a lot of guys jumped in it. Um, and there are a lot of people freaking out about how many people jumped in the portal, but I think after a few years, we'll, I think it'll settle settle out. Like, people going to the portal, if they have, they, they definitely have um, some worth and some sort of prearranged agreement to get out of the portal because mm-hmm. there are a lot of guys that never get out of the portal. Um, not as many as, as last year, or the year before, uh, I think there's some strategy to it, but, uh, but you can pick up a lot of, you can build, uh, Sonny, uh, Sonny Dykes built that TCU team with a lot of guys. Now Tucker, portal. his sec, his second year in Michigan state built that team off the portal. I mean, Brian Kelly, yeah, so I mean, Brian Kelly, right. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely something that has been, and depending on who you are, someone was asking me the other day, do you think it's been a hindrance or do you think it's actually helped level the playing field? And I was like, well, that depends on who you are. Because there used to be a way for Alabama, 
um, LSU, uh, all of these dominant Michigan, Ohio State, just to hold on to players and keep them away from other teams. Now those cats, they don't get the playing time. They're jumping in the portal, and they may go to a TCU or a Cincinnati. Or, and that's why these, that's why you see these teams that used to be, you know, just the, the second, third-rung teams have the talent to be able to get to the college football playoff is because of that portal. So I think the portal in and of itself for college football has made it more interesting, but it's made the jobs at the elite schools harder. And I consider LSU to be one of those elite schools. The teams, in my opinion, the teams that don't have significant starters leaving, Michigan, Georgia, they were the two schools that didn't lose or right. had the least amount of product, uh, least amount of, how do I don't want to say this, like, Production that they had returning didn't leave. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. okay. So obviously we know that Georgia had a lot of production leave and go to the draft, other things like that. But the production mm-hmm. that they had coming back, all of it stayed. They were number right. one. The right. number two team, literally, is Michigan. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now you turn on you turn the flip side on that though, Memphis. The number three team in the country. Is TCU. And what did they have to do? They had to do the complete opposite and hit the portal. Ohio State was, I think, fifth in that. Okay, fourth or fifth in player retention rate from production. I mean, you got a quarterback back. So, I mean, that. but here's the the kicker with that. The fifth team in the country, USC, sixth ranked team, LSU. So, my my point being is I think holistically it's bad for the lower schools – but the schools like an LSU who are, are down on times and things, the USC, they're able to climb that ladder more than the three-year mark. Now, I'll tell you what a prominent booster told okay, see that. Yeah. Yeah. What a prominent booster told me about Brian Kelly when the hire was made. He and okay. I'm I'm paraphrasing. He goes, three years my ass, you know, like to get back to there in reference to and so the, you know, after they won the West, and he calls me and goes, see what I mean? See what I mean? Like his entire yeah. DB room outside of Jay Ward is the portal. Okay. Right. And so right. I, I think for me, for me, I, I, I wish that it was regulated more, right? In the sense of that, okay, listen, until the national championship is over, okay, mm-hmm. nobody can go in the portal. I would even push, okay. I would even push recruiting back. Okay, well, see, like, let me ask you this, because and, and I'm going to talk about this on the show tomorrow, honestly. Should we get rid of the, the early recruiting period? Yeah, because what is it? What is it? Unless unless you unless you want to be a midterm enrollee, you should be okay. able to get, let's just say, 10, 10 to 15 kids like or you, you could you could you could just make it no limit. OK. And say, okay. hey, okay. if you academically qualify to leave a semester early of high school and go into college, you mm-hmm. worked your ass off to get there. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. that's fair. You worked your ass off to get there. Memphis, why are we having recruiting before the football season's even over with? You know who doesn't do that? The NFL. The NBA. Major League uh, Major League Baseball does it. They do it. But Major League Baseball isn't sending a guy right into, like, the NFL. Like, you know, you got to go 
single A, double A, triple A. There's right. rules into this, okay? Right, 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 right. So, so my thing is, is I just don't understand why Brian – so as an example, Brian Kelly's having to worry about an SEC championship game when he – when Nick Saban is recruiting the best DB on the board, okay? So you – well, it's fair. Right. You know, we're try, it makes parity. Parity for Saban? Get the hell out of here. There was a year, I think the first year that early recruiting started, Saban had the number five recruiting class, I believe, and Georgia had the number one recruiting class. And Saban, and, and people were like, whoa, what happened here? But, and, and, you know, people started talking about it like, oh, he doesn't have a top, you know, he's it's still top five, but it's not, you know, he's usually one of the one, two, you know, there there's a lot of, there are a lot. There's a lot. Like Scott just said, there's a lot of levels to this. There's a lot of levels. A lot of levels to this, and and taking away for, if you if somebody's gaining, somebody's losing in this. You know, it, it feels more of a zero sum game because there's a limit. There's not a there's not a unlimited amount of talent out there. There's a limited amount of talent, especially a limited amount of talent that's quote unquote NFL worthy or or draftable talent that you're going to want on your top 25 teams. You know, a lot of top 25 teams, I don't, I got to go back and look, but I think there's at least been two, two guys. I got to go back and look, but there, I think in the top 25, the, the ending top 25, there's at least been two guys on every team that have been like combine worthy or draftable, you know, NFL draft picks. All the way up to I don't know what did Georgia have fourteen last year fifteen yeah um, they tied 15, I think they either you know, broke or tied the LSU record right mm -hmm. it, it, yeah it's it's a you know sometimes you have the double digits like LSU or Georgia or even you know I think LSU had double same LSU had ten last year I mean yeah I, yeah so yeah. so, so, I, so and which goes to my point that it's never the talent with LSU. Never, because there's always talent there. Yeah. That's not the question. I'm never questioning whether it's or not. It's Ed Orsrein pulling a Rick Pitino. <laughs> I didn't say that. I did. I didn't but, well, so, look, we can – a couple more and we'll get you out of here. But uh, Ryan asked this question to, to ask yeah. us. Do you think the NCAA needs to expand the amount of max scholarships from 85 then? That's a good question too, because that would that would solve some problems. So the issue it would solve that, high school that, problems, that's for sure. Yeah, the issue that a lot of people are having right now with the way the process is shaking out is that there are a lot of offers, right? Offers given to these kids that they can't sign their letter of intent until this early signing period. Well, if you put the portal entry open. And coaches are like, wait a minute, let me fill these holes now and then decide who I want to sign. That puts the high school kids at a disadvantage and honestly puts coaches in a, in a situation where, hey, you know, I know I gave you an offer to be my offensive lineman, but there's this kid coming over from LSU that I want to grab and see if I can work with him. I'm sorry. Hey, that that um, kid at LSU, as an example – yeah, he didn't have a productive year, a.k.a. Trey Palmer, but then you could go to Nebraska and have 73 catches, 1,000 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Exactly, exactly. You could go to a program – you could you could go to a program, get 
and, and and for the for the it's not a real bad deal for the actual players that are actually in the portal. It's a worse deal for the actual guys that are trying to get recruited onto these teams. I agree. What's happening in a couple of years, um, on the 5th, I just did the, uh, uh, or Sports Radio America did, Jim and I uh, rolled over to Daytona, and we broadcasted the first, well, actually the second uh, prep school national championship. These prep schools are getting loaded with guys that they call gray shirts. Guys that, hey, we still want you, but we don't have a scholarship for you. Go to this prep school for a year, and we'll get you next year, basically. Mm -hmm. You're not going to lose your eligibility. So a lot of these guys are piling into – IMG has uh, a a prep school. They have 92 of them. (laughs) (laughs) They got got a prep school with some talent on it. They were in that championship. Uh, Flight Academy, the the national championship was IMG versus Flight Academy. And both and Flight Academy is from Ohio. They're down. They're closer to Dayton. And both of those schools, I was like, man, these are these are college football teams here. And I was like, oh. And they, uh, and Jim was trying to explain to me, well, you know what it is. There's the coaches are actually stacking kids that have already really declared where they want to go. You know, it's not a secret that this kid's going to Nebraska and this kid's going. You know, but they don't have a scholarship for them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to that point. You know, these gray shirts are actually happening. Guys are getting promised like, hey, I got a scholarship for you. I just don't have it this year. Go to this prep school. You won't lose any eligibility. You'll still have all your years of eligibility. We don't have to redshirt you. And we'll just grab you next year. You know, you've, you've practiced. You've, you've worked out. You know, you've actually strengthened yourself for a year. And that seems to be something that's picking up because they haven't expanded the, the – the, uh, qualifications and the you know from from 85 if they were to do that say they were just to pump it up to 90 i think that solves a lot of problems um when you're talking about recruiting or it would now uh but 95 to 100 would actually solve a lot more problems then you could actually have folks on your bench and on your roster if you have any key injuries there's a guy that you can pull off you know that you don't have to redshirt um you can always pull from your your what I see happening in college football is something that happens in Major League Baseball a lot. They're using these prep schools as minor league, and they're just going to bring them up. That, hey, there's a major injury. We don't have enough offensive linemen. Let's pull our guys up. You yeah. know, let's pull them up. If they don't play for four four games, they still have that eligibility. Mm-hmm. Pull them up late in the year. You know, three games. You still have the, all of your eligibility. You know, you can go. You can even hit the portal if you want. So. There's a lot of things that we're going to see in college football that's going to mimic, you know, professional sports here just because of thing, how things are set up. But honestly, I agree with you, Blake. Get rid of the early signing period and get rid of the transfer portal until after everything is said and done. If we really want, and now that we're expanding, they're going to really have to take a look at this because now that we're expanding the playoffs to 12 games, you can't have guys on these these teams – you know, that are or, – or 12, 12 teams. You can't have guys on these teams shuffling around in a transfer portal before these games start. Yeah, yeah, yeah Memphis, and I, I tell you, you bring up an interesting point there. I mean, because – I mean – You know. And, and, and then here's another question to that point. How, mm-hmm. how is that going to affect everybody in recruiting? Because let's call it what it is. Teams, f- teams 5 through 12 have a playoff game this weekend. Right. Okay. Right. They have a right. playoff game this weekend at home. Right. It's early signing day this weekend. 
or right. the, this upcoming week. So right. with all due respect, with all due respect to them, they don't. But see here, Memphis, I said this earlier, if, if Mark Emmert hits and pops LSU for this IARP stuff, there are so many peaceful, protestful moments that they do in college football that just drive me insane. And people, look, you might, you might kill me on this, me saying this. I think we need a commissioner for every sport. I, I truly believe that you need a, I'm glad a, a, you. I'm glad you said that because I've been trying to think, what do we, Mark Emmert's been. He can't control yeah. it all. Memphis, you know this as a, as a college voter. You can't watch all 25 teams. No. Unless no. you're doing this job. I can watch some of them, but I can't watch all the games. I have to go back. And you watch, and me yeah. probably do the same thing. I focus on all the SEC, which usually is about six to seven games a week at max. Right, right, right. Unless it comes on at night, I'm I'm Googling the stats for the pack. I'm mm -hmm. Googling a yeah. lot of the stats for the Big Ten. That's how a lot of these voters do it. You know it, and yeah. I know it. So so yeah. my point being to the, all this, Memphis, you're, you, people call me nuts. You're going to have to keep a commissioner because Mark Emmert and this team can't do it all. And, and I will tell you, I will, and here's an, and here, I'll, I'll get your thoughts on it. You got to have somebody that, it, that, that's the head honcho. Hey, Greg, shut the fuck up. Okay. Right. We're not yeah. doing that. Mm -hmm. This is how mm -hmm. we're going to do it. And you're going to abide by it and make a pan. I don't know what you got to do, but you can't tell me that th that it's going in the right direction when you talk about recruiting and you got a playoff game this Saturday. Because how are you supposed to hold how are you supposed to host you know like LSU's hosting this weekend. They'll have the yeah. number 1 corner right. there, number 1 corner for right. my and Desmond Ricks. How are you supposed right. to recruit? Well, you won't be you can't you can't be in two places at once. You can't, you can't really it, you're not going to be able to do it with the new format that we're going to at all. You couldn't really, it, it was going to be, it, it's been a pain, honestly, for Nick Saban um, this entire time. He doesn't like the early recruiting period at all because he feels that it negatively affects Alabama because they're usually trying to focus on, you know, putting a plan together to win the playoffs. They've been in, you know, half of these playoffs, maybe more than that. And they're usually like you're working on a plan, you know, to to get to the playoffs. Now, if you're doing that and people are jumping in the portal, well, wait a minute, we may have needed this guy on this play. You know, he's he's he doesn't want the playing time or whatnot. And you you would think that it, it, it's going to get more pronounced when we expand. If you're one through four, you might stick around just to see what happens. If you're five through twelve, nah, man, I'll, you know. And when what happens when this happens? What happens when there's an early early period to jump in the portal, and then all of a sudden somebody jumps from the number 12 team to the number three team in the portal? Are they immediately eligible? No, I don't. The they can't. They won't be able to do that. They can't. You know, I they mean, won't. <laughs> they won't be. A, I mean, they, there are some guys that are immediately eligible. I mean, can you jump from one team to another right before the playoff game? I mean, there are going to be some things, and and that's why I think that we should push everything back. Like when I started, you know, uh, we uh, signing, signing day, day was, in, was February. in February. Everybody right. signed signing in February. Day was in February, we had a whole thing. We we used to go to high schools and and broadcast from high schools to see where people were going. You know, um, and and I that used was, to take you know, off was, signing. I used to take off signing day every day, every year in February. Exactly. 
Every day. Exactly. They, they, knew, they knew the that the birth of my child, I might not take off, but damn it, I'm going to take off on signing day. Yeah, but it was after it was after things had been determined for that year, right? It was after we knew who the national champion was, or at least we thought we knew. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. so somebody voted on it. Somebody played a BCS game. You know, somebody played a championship game. And we had a national champion, and then that's when recruiting started, basically. And, and also, the other thing that happened when the, we put the early recruiting uh, 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 signing, early signing period in, into December, you started firing coaches in, in October. You know, you had to because you had to have somebody in place by Thanksgiving so they can hit the trail and, and pick up as many NIL. And here's another. And here's another thing. We had, God, we can go down a rabbit hole, but to mm-hmm. kind of end it because we're we're uh, over time here. But to end it here, and here's another thing. What if, you know, uh, hypothetically, I want to hire the coordinator at Alabama. And I have an opening, and he's in a playoff game. Yeah, that too. I mean, there's so there's so many things that I'm not sure. And, and, and this all like lies at the foot of Mark Emery. He's on his way out. You know. Yeah, he don't want to deal with it. At he's a lame duck. Poo. But I think we all need to think as a collective body uh, of broadcasters and people who have a stake in this, the boosters and everything else. We need to think about what the structure of our college football management is going to be from now on mm-hmm. because it's been so ineffective in these recent, these last five, 10 years, it's been so ineffective that teams are leaving the PAC 12 and the big 12 to get into the sec and the big 10. And there's, there's a, there's, it's, it's really shrinking. Now you have some FCS teams. You got 10 FCS teams that want to jump up. Uh, to FBS, and I'm like, wow, they're just doing this to because they're, they're money chasing right now. You know, they're, oh, they're just yeah. trying to oh. fill the gaps that are going on. No doubt, no doubt. All right, Memphis, thank you so much. Tell everybody, you say you got. Tell everybody where they can catch all your stuff. Everything that y'all, you guys. Radio America. I'm about to shut this thing down, man. I got a show uh, tomorrow and one on Monday. My Monday show is going to be the last show of the year. I usually take the last couple of weeks off to to, to breathe. Spend some time with family. I know what you mean. You know, get some eggnog, holler at my boy Blake, you know, you know, talk some business about the next year. You know, that's kind of what we do at the end of the year is just take some 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 time off uh, to spend with family. So I'm just taking off shows. to go get presents. That's all I do. Give me my, give me my <laughs> presents. That's right. That's right. So, uh, but Sports Radio America, uh, you know, we had an interesting year this year. This was the first year that, COVID didn't really affect everything that we did. Right. Uh, affects, mm-hmm. It still affected some stuff, but it didn't affect everything that we did. So we're definitely looking into 2023 and and figuring out exactly where the broadcast, what's broadcast look like uh, for the future. You know, a lot of things always, change. You could always stream on AYS. I, we could. We could always stream on let's, AYS. Let's that, talk- might be what, that might be what's in my Santa stocking. I don't know. No. I don't know. You know. Your wife might have been good to you this year. Who knows? <laughs> All right. I got to go. We're past time. I got to go. Later. Later, brother. Peace. Take care, my man. All right. That's Memphis Spence joining us. All right. Way past the time. Way past the time. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. Pooh Bear, 815, correct? Golden Boot. All right. I'll be over there. I'll be a listening. I'll be a listening. All right. We'll talk soon. See y'all tomorrow. Peace.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.